0: Welcome to Jesus and Coffee with Pastor Tom, where we have a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. Proverbs 14 is where we're at this morning, looking at verse 7 through 10. Let's pray and get started. Father, thank you for this morning. Be glorified as we study your word. Draw us near to you. Teach us something new now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, so we're going to look at four verses this morning, and we have more practical wisdom. These are little fortune cookie statements that Solomon's giving us in Proverbs. Um, That's what I call them anyway, last couple chapters. And he just gives practical statements. Some of them connect together. Um, Some of them not so much, but ultimately they all really do because all of them are based off of the two greatest commandments, loving God and loving others. All of them seem to have a practical, just a practical daily application um, to your life, but they also have a spiritual um, application as well. And so I try to bring those out as we talk about them so that all of that connects because Solomon's very wise. He understands the two greatest commandments and he understands basic common sense, I guess is what we could call it, or just like I said, a practical saying or something that can just directly impact your life, just a a known truth, okay, something very wise, but those things also connect or are interwoven in with our spiritual life as well, the unseen, I guess another way to say it is the seen and the unseen connect, And he's really good at doing that um, through Proverbs with these little statements. So let's go ahead and and start here in verse 7 and work our way down. So verse 7 says, Leave the presence of a fool, for there you do not meet words of knowledge. Sounds very straightforward and just common sense, right? (laughs) Who wants to be around someone who is being foolish and they're not... Encouraging, they're not uplifting. They're not um, displaying themselves in a proper manner that um, reflects the glory of God. You know, and we can go on forever talking about what a fool is according to Solomon. A fool is someone who rejects God's righteousness. Okay, it rejects um, fearing the Lord. That's ultimately what a fool is in Proverbs, according to Solomon. But um, this goes a little bit deeper, so. We can connect this with the New Testament, and this has a lot to do with, with the two greatest commandments as well, and we'll see that too. So um, you're, you're a Christian, okay, and, and you know Jesus, and you understand the gospel, and you want to explain it to someone, and let's say you're telling someone the gospel and why you believe what you believe, and they're not really listening. They're, they're making a light of it or making a joke out of it. They're being foolish. You're in their presence, and you're trying to share the gospel, and they're just being foolish, and they're hard-hearted, and they're just not taking it seriously at all, almost in a way mocking you. So don't hang around. Don't continue. Leave the presence of a fool. There's, there's a passage in the New Testament where Jesus sends out the disciples pretty much on a, a um, mission work. And they were supposed to go door to door sharing the the truth of the gospel that he was teaching. Now, this was before Jesus had finished his ministry, it was before he had died on the cross. And Jesus told them something very, very practical and to the point. He said, If you go to a person's house and you share this truth with them and they reject it and they're just not listening, kick the dust off your shoes and move on to the next house. In other words, leave the presence of the fool, don't hang around don't waste that time that could be used um, spending that time to share the truth with someone who's more open to listening okay and so this verse falls right into that same category and you may think well that doesn't seem very loving no it it is loving because that's putting god first and i know the argument could be well the second greatest commandment says to love others You, you know intently love them and you might want to continue and continue and continue in that situation well Some cases, maybe, some cases you might want to come back. Maybe the fool will stop being so foolish, and maybe you can come back at a later time and they'll listen a little bit better. That's true. But in that situation, in that point in time, love God by not wasting his time, right? Put God first. Go where there's not someone being a fool, but someone who's open to listen, okay? For there you do not meet words of knowledge. You don't find someone who's going to listen or someone who's going to impart knowledge to you as well, all right? So that's just a very straightforward thing and in a spiritual sense. As a believer, um, you want to be around people who are uplifting and encouraging. Those are the people you want to have that cr- a close friendship with. This doesn't mean that you don't have friendships with non-believers or people who are foolish or maybe someone who claims to be a believer and they're acting a fool, it doesn't mean you don't have anything to do with them. It doesn't mean you shun them. It means that the people who you have the closest, tightest, close-knit relationship with in your life needs to be fellow believers as a Christian who will uplift you and push you towards seeking after God in everything you do. Okay, That's, that's going to be the most beneficial for you in your own development and growth. All right, so let's move on to verse 8. Spend spent a lot of time on that one. Verse 8 says, The wisdom of the prudent is to discern his way, but the folly of fools is deceiving. Now, this one kind of follows and piggybacks into verse 7. The wisdom of the prudent. Prudent, another way to understand prudent is shrewdness. And a prudent or shrewd person is not someone who is stubborn, okay? We need to understand that, although it may come across that way. But it's someone who is patient, and thinks about the situation at hand before making a decision they contemplate god's wisdom and guidance in a situation okay they don't rush into things as elvis says right elvis knows but he does it anyway okay wise men say only fools rush in well that's true fools do just rush in and they aren't very prudent and they don't think um but he can't help falling in love anyway so whatever. Um, but the wisdom of the prudent is to discern his way. Now, we see this in Old Testament in action, okay? One example I can think of is Abraham's servant. Abraham sent his servant out to find a wife for Isaac. And we follow the story of the servant. And all along the way in his journey looking for Isaac, a wife, he was constantly stopping patiently praying to the Lord, asking for God to give him wisdom and guidance and direction. He was being very prudent. He didn't just rush out. I don't want to be on this trip. I don't want to do this for Abraham. I'm just going to go find some woman that looks pretty and bring her back, and that'd be it. That's not his approach. That That would have been foolish. He was patient. He was prudent. He discerned his way by seeking after God's wisdom, and we need to do that as well in our life. Not just rush into things, but constantly seeking after God's guidance and direction. We need to be prudent, okay? Not a fool. Verse 9 says, fools mock at the guilt offering, but the upright enjoy acceptance. Now, this might be what this fool is doing up here in verse 7. Okay? Leave the presence of a fool, all right? According to Solomon, fools mock at the guilt offering now what this is is referring to a type of offering in the temple that used to be performed years ago um, for sin now, obviously those didn't ever do anything we know that once why jesus is the ultimate offering the only one that actually saved anyone from sins but the whole idea here is that a fool is someone who rejects salvation someone who who rejects the true offering that is given all right they mock the idea of needing uh, to be saved from sin. They don't see that they have sin, they don't take it seriously, okay? The upright or the righteous person recognizes their sin and they get to enjoy the acceptance and forgiveness because their heart is broken and contrite before God, as David would say. It's God wants a broken and contrite heart. That is what you desire, not a sacrifice. He talks about that in Psalm 51. And so, a fool will mock that, right? They reject the gospel. They reject the need for a Savior, and, and they mock it, okay? But the upright will enjoy acceptance. Now, verse 10 says, The heart knows its own bitterness, and no stranger shares its joy. This one might be a little confusing, but there's actually a New Testament uh, verse that directs us to the proper understanding here, and that's Romans 12, 15. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Now, The heart knows its own bitterness. Only you know what it feels like to go through what it is you're going through, Uh, only you. Now, other people can understand a little bit better. And the way we know that is because if you share a similar situation, maybe it's a similar tragedy, maybe it's a similar plight, a similar joy even, okay? And you you can connect in that way, but ultimately, you are the only one who understands apart from god god knows perfectly god knows the hearts of everyone perfectly even better than you do of your own self but no other human being can but even though you cannot understand someone you can mourn with them you can be empathetic sympathetic and and encouraging to them whether you understand their pain or not sometimes it's just to sit in silence with someone sometimes it's just to cry with someone because you see their hurt sometimes it's to rejoice with someone because you you see their accomplishment and their joy in something and maybe you don't fully understand that but you can still rejoice with them all of that is about loving that person even though you may not fully understand what they're going through okay so the heart knows its own bitterness you know your own bitterness struggles other people do but you may not understand theirs they may not understand yours and no stranger shares its joy. You may not fully understand what brings so much joy to them, okay? But we should rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. We need to constantly have that understanding about our brothers and sisters in Christ and those who are lost, okay? That is part of loving others. We need to have that empathy and that sympathy, and we need to be able to come to them with compassion even though we don't understand their situation. Okay, so a lot of good stuff here. There's so much more that could be said, but I'm going to stop here. Don't be a fool. Don't hang around fools. Okay, bring truth to those who will listen. Um, And be one who accepts the um, joy of salvation. Let me see down here in verse 9. Be prudent. That's what verse 8 tells us. And verse ten is saying, be compassionate and loving to others, whether you fully understand how they feel or not. Okay, and uh, that's really important when it comes to raising children too, because it's very easy for for the heart, the hard-hearted adults who have been through it, to look on this, the challenges that children go through as something very, very light and not that big of a deal. And uh, I've made that mistake uh, with my own kids, but it's important to understand that what they are going through may not seem like a big deal to you. You've been around a while, all right? Yeah, you got bigger problems, but their problems are big to them. They're still growing, they're still learning. Be patient and try to be understanding and encouraging for your children as they're growing up, okay? So in all of this, we can see they all lean or hinge upon loving God, okay? and loving others all of these verses do if you just sit and think about it you can see how they all connect into that they all build on that foundation they have a practical application and they have a spiritual application as well all right thank you for joining me today have a wonderful weekend seek first the kingdom of god okay that's the greatest commandment right there seek god first have a strong relationship with him and i tell you it's going to make a big difference in your life and every other relationship that you have. Take care. I'll see you again on Monday morning. Bye.